Good morning, everyone, and welcome. It's Monday. It's FBC Radio Live, and uh, John, not really an eventful weekend whatsoever. Nothing really going on. Uh, no big signings in Major League Baseball. No drama in the NFL. Just kind of a boring old weekend in December, right? Right. Right. Well, the biggest event, obviously, is the Lakers winning the NCAA <laughs> tournament. Because now, once LeBron gets the six NBA titles, which will happen at the age of 43 or 44. So you'll count that as seven? That'll be the tiebreaker. <laughs> right. That'll be the tiebreaker. No, that'll be the tiebreaker. So we'll go with that. Although, well, he's already got that one because, to me, losing in the NBA Finals is better than not well, getting there. And we, we both agree on that because when people push back against Tom Brady because he lost three Super Bowls, well, he only went to 10 of them, which is twice as many as any other quarterback. So, yeah, there might be some losses in there. 7-3 and three I, is better than 4-0 and oh in my counting. I, I, mu- I must commend you there because you, you, you saw an opportunity and you just went with it. You went you saw an opportunity, a door open for you to, 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 to get in front of my anti-LeBron rant and uh, praise the guy. So good for you. Good for you. I appreciate that. That was, that was good. I, I, you, you were not going to let go on that one. <laughs> no, no, it was like a pit bull. And sometimes the best defense is an offense, right? Yeah, right, right, exactly. Clearly, you 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 went on the aggressive, but um, look, you know, I I'm I I think it, I you know the in season tournament, I you know I I think the time will tell if you know if it's it's going to be appreciated enough and and all that. I you know obviously I you know no one's going to sit there and realistically count that as a title i mean it's nice right you know was it was it mm-hmm. fun like as an nba fan and i'm talking to you sure. was it fun was it worth it do you think it was it added to the season yes okay. i think it did because now we see some other players like tyrese halliburton who if you follow the league you know is potentially third team all nba maybe second team all nba mm-hmm. the guy's averaging 27 points 12 assists but the average fan may not know much about him. Now you've got to see him play at a very high level. So now you see the emergence of a star slash superstar in Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, the games did have more intensity. And again, this is kind of a dead period normally for basketball because everyone talks about how the NBA starts on Christmas Day. Well, here we are on December 11th, and at least this is something that the NBA can build on. Does it mean a lot for the Lakers? No, I mean, they've won 17 NBA championships. I doubt they're going to hang a banner. If the Pacers had won on Saturday, sure, go ahead and hang a banner. You've never won an NBA championship. But I think it worked well for the league. The players embraced it, and that's always a good thing. And, you know, I think they got to tweak it a little bit, and they will because the commissioner is active in Adam Silver, and he's also very active with the players. Like, mm-hmm. he'll get feedback from the players, and he has that good back and forth with them, unlike Roger Goodell, who – you know, is an authoritarian, obviously, and is empowered by the NBA owners, NFL owners, to do so. But I think it was, I think it was a really solid uh, addition this year by the NBA. Yeah, look, I mean, again, I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. Was it entertaining, and was it a, and was it not a hindrance to to the regular season? And, and I think that's mm-hmm. also important too, because I don't think the NBA wanted to do anything that disrupted what they did uh, or do on a regular basis. And that is put together 82 games in a, at a playoff season. So, um, yeah, look, I mean, I, congratulations to the Lakers. Um, I, I, I guess you can count this one for Los Angeles and, uh, you know, Minnesota still has its few, um, NBA titles, but you know, Hey, who am well, I to one say of those guys? Well, you know, look, Hey, when it, when it takes you, uh, I, I mean, what, what, uh, geez, this is terrible. Cause I'm, it's early in the morning. I'm completely blanking on his name. Um, the, the, uh, Lakers star, uh, when they were in Minnesota, 
just went George into Michael. thank you thank you just went into the to the ring of fame or ring of honor or whatever they call it like come on well they do have a huge ring of fame there ring of honor but but like i mean he should have been in there obviously a right. long long so, time ago right. especially when he was alive if you could have done it then i mean he was actually the first superstar in the nba george mikan he had been mm-hmm. the all-time leading scorer for the longest time till will chamberlain surpassed him and Held the title for a while, then there's Kareem, and then there's LeBron. So and, yeah, no. And I, Los Angeles was just much more eager to claim the titles than not him. I blame LeBron. I blame LeBron. It is. Uh, it's always his fault. <laughs> oh right. yeah, absolutely. It, everything that is his and, fault. That in the referee, Carl Sheffers was out to get the the Lakers. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Either way, I was trying to segue into last night's game or last uh, yesterday afternoon's uh, Chiefs Bills game, which was um, obviously very drama filled. And uh, first of all, congratulations to the Bills. You know, you, 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 you've you've gotten over a hump that you know. Look, it's it's nice now, but you you still gotta finish the job if you really want to feel vindicated. Um, and that is going and going to and winning a Super Bowl. Um, it's nice to beat the Chiefs. A lot of teams are doing it nowadays, uh, but it, it, it's it, it's still. You still got to go out and win a Super Bowl, and at seven and six, there's no obviously guarantee that they're even going to make the playoffs. Although this was a a big moment and a big win for them to to get a little bit closer to that. And um, you know what? <laughs> Look, you know Josh Allen is who he is. I, I you know I think the biggest thing that's going to hold him back is is j- just bad decisions. You know, still making them like the the play at the end of half in, in particular. Um, there was no play to be made. There really wasn't. And what he did was, or what he should have done was, throw the ball away, live to play another day. I mean, those are the those are the simple little things that I'm sure when he and Tom Brady were talking privately, Brady was telling him, and essentially what he told him publicly when it came out on that podcast is like, sometimes you just got to live to play another day. And what happened was, instead of punting, playing the field position game, John and putting an offense or trying to pin an offense back in their own zone that has greatly struggled all game, all season, you give them possession at their own, what, what was it, 42, 43-yard line because you threw a stupid interception. Those are the, the little things that are, you know, I, I that those are the things that make me hesitant to put all my chips in on the Bills because as great as Allen is, I mean, that play um, – the the throw that he made on the sideline that was completed but incomplete honestly I don't even really know the rule at this point I I, I can't even tell you like I think it was complete but I don't really know because I felt like it, he should have done more of a football I don't know John I really don't but nonetheless the throw on the sideline with two defenders about to hit him um, and where he placed it that, that that was that was incredible Josh Allen and then you get mm-hmm. the Head scratching Josh Allen, and sometimes it's it's back to back plays, and that's that's the biggest problem for the Bills. Uh, fortunately for them, it, it worked out pretty well um, this week. That game should not have been in question going into the fourth quarter. They're up fourteen nothing in the second quarter. Like you said, if he just throws an incompletion or a checkdown or whatever, and then you end of the half, Kansas John. City had end of the half, right? So now you'd be up fourteen nothing instead of fourteen seven. You let Kansas City back in the game. Kansas City had done nothing offensively, right? I mean, there were a couple of three and outs in there. So, you know, you've got total momentum there. Just finish mm-hmm. off the half, and now you go from there. And he also did something in the second half. Remember it was third and 27, 
and he's trying to get the first down rather than maybe getting a 10, 12-yard check down and play field position, he takes the sack. Yeah. So now it's fourth and 38, and you've lost probably 20 yards of field position. KC takes over at the 30 rather than the 10. I mean, it doesn't always play out that way, but you get my point. That's all about quarterbacking, and that's mm-hmm. where you don't see the young quarterbacks quite grasping that at the level that we saw with Brady for 20-plus years, and we saw with Rodgers for 15 years and Manning and all of those guys. Maybe they'll get to that point and understand that you know you don't have to make a huge play every time. It's almost like being a golfer. There's nothing wrong with chip and putting. Right? Right. You, get a, you get a par instead of trying to just blast through everything. That's why I thought it was comical when Brady and Rodgers played Mahomes and Josh Allen in golf. Like Josh Allen and Mahomes were driving the thing 380 yards, but Brady and Rodgers won because they understood how to actually play the sport better. <laughs> Again, it's- they're older. They get that. Oh, they're just better too. And 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 look, I mean that that's Rodgers is clearly the best golfer of the four. <laughs> well, I mean Brady was too. You know, he didn't have enough enough time in the off season to practice. I mean, he was in the playoffs, going to Super Bowls. I mean, come on, you know, low blow, it's, low I'm, blow number two already. Hey, 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 you! I opened the door earlier for you. You just opened the door for me. Um, but look, I mean that that's a that's a microcosm of what we see in actual football too. I mean, and, and like, I'm not joking. I'm not trying to be snarky. That's that's why guys like Brady and Rodgers, I'm going to throw them a compliment here, are better than those guys. And I don't want to, you know, and, and last night, look, I'm going to get into what, what we saw towards the end of the game here in a second because I, I do think it's, 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 you know, everyone's talking about it, so obviously we're going to talk about it too because, you know, peer pressure is terrible. But, um, no, I mean, there, there's, there's reasons why we've been – saying for a while now, and I think this season has been a bit of a, not an eye-opener, but I, I, I think some people are starting to come out of their, their kind of days a bit when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. And this and, and look, I'm not saying the kid sucks or he can't play football. No, he's a really great young quarterback, no doubt about it. Um, but the links that people have gone over the last handful of years to um, elevate him to a level that he just does not deserve to be at, I think is that that foundation has been greatly weakened, especially this season, John. And I know maybe it's unfair to, to kind of pile on, but, you know, for, for years we've been talking about like, or, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll go to the things that I've said. And like, my thing was, I never thought he was a, like, when I think about, I'm not even going to bring up Brady here. I'm not even going to compare him to Brady in this uh, sense. But when I think about great deep ball passers, John, I don't think about Patrick Mahomes. I think about Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. To me, that's a guy who throws a great, accurate deep ball in tight coverage. Doesn't mean he does it every time. Doesn't mean he's perfect. But what I saw for what I what I have seen from Patrick Mahomes is, well, not so much. And the accuracy isn't necessarily right there. And we're seeing that a lot on display this year because forget about the the offside. It's offside, by the way, too. That's a big pet peeve of mine. People calling offsides. You get that from hockey, yep. you know. Be, yep. Being around hockey for a while, you kind of get that hammered into you. It's offside, not offsides. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the offside penalty, um, which was obviously, a, I mean, it was clear as day <laughs> that he was... I mean, he was he was across the line. Like, there, there's no argument there. Um, prior to that, he was beyond the neutral yeah, zone. Yeah, like, I mean, he wasn't to be in the neutral zone. He was in the defensive yeah. zone, if you will. It was it was it was 
so blatant and obvious that like there there should be no argument, no gray area, no oh that's a ticky. No, that's a that's a you cannot not call that. So sorry, Dan Orlovsky. I know you said the exact opposite, but the reality of it is a penalty is a penalty. A rule is a rule, John. And without rules, there's chaos. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. I think I might even have to. Uh, I might even have that. Uh, I finally have an opportunity to play that soundbite, and I completely whiffed it because I, I don't even remember if I have it or not. Um, maybe we'll see. We'll, we'll we'll find it. But anyways, the rules are rules. So, but prior to that, John, remember last week we were making fun of uh, Chris Collinsworth because every time towards the end of the game, like. Oh, you give Patrick Mahomes six minutes and only needing, and then immediately throws an interception, and it was crickets. Mm-hmm. Well, he had an opportunity to take the lead with six minutes to go, and what did they do, John? They went three and out. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. That's it. I mean, you can sit here and blame the wide receivers, and trust me, the the, the media PR team has been working overtime the last few weeks. Um, to, to do so. And yes, he's had some bad drop luck, but it but it's not so different than some of the other teams that have suffered some of the same disadvantages. The only difference is this is being used as a blanket excuse when the reality of it is this entire team just hasn't played well, especially offensively, him included. Like, he's not making good oh. decisions. He's playing lazily. And like I said, I mean, it, it's it's just all adding up to some very sloppy offenses and Let's not forget, I mean, they just came off a stretch where they went four straight games without scoring a point in the second half. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's nearly incredible to believe with him at quarterback, but that's the truth. And the other alarming thing not is, lately. is they're now all Not lately, no. It's, it's, after a while, it's, it's habit, right? Yeah, uh, two, 2018 was a long, long time ago. Let's just put yes. it that way. It was. And, he, and he's been great in between there, but this year is not his year. And it's continue to call him MVP favorite and the Chiefs are favorite in the AFC. Well, you know, again, I don't know who's going to win the AFC. I, I tweeted out this morning that I think Buffalo has great value at, you know, plus 1,100 to win the AFC and like plus 2,400 to win the Super Bowl because this year is all screwed up. Like who the hell knows what's going to happen. But you look at Kansas City this year, they're 0-5 now when the opposition scores 20 or more points. So they're not winning shootouts, yeah. right? So that's obviously – pretty alarming and it was josh allen who got the ball back late in the fourth quarter let his team down to what ended up being the game-winning field goal not a clock, clock management in that series was just i don't know what yeah, they were it, trying to do yeah that, it was those last few plays no were, were were dumb like you have it, they had like 15 seconds before the two-minute warning and right. you, you throw three deep balls it that was that was just terrible again i i asked the question the other day how many good coaches are in in this league? And and Sean McDermott used to be one of them. Like people think Sean McDermott was one of the the next tier one guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> that that's a no. that I, I don't care who's calling the plays. You're the head coach. You 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 take that situation over, and and exactly. realize that like, yep. what are you doing here? You know. Mm-hmm. So. Yep, fellas, we're going to run here. We're going to make them use their timeouts. Uh, we'll see what happens. You were able to run the football all day. It's yeah. Not like you- it wasn't something you couldn't do. So you do that, you play clock. So hopefully you're kicking the game winning field goal with, you know, 13 seconds left. I mean, I know that that's probably a sore spot for Buffalo Bills fans, but um, yeah, it, the thing about Buffalo too, is and we talked about it before the show, the last four times Buffalo's played Kansas city, all the games have been in Kansas city and Buffalo's won three of them. They're only lost. Yeah. Games. 
in the divisional round when they blew the final 13 seconds. And also, the last four times Kansas City's played the Cincinnati Bengals, the Bengals have won three of the four matchups. The only loss came last year in the AFC Championship game, which if Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs want to complain about calls, you right. know, unnecessary roughness led to the game-winning field goal. And I think that was the right call. We, we both agreed on that at the time. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I didn't hear anybody coming out and saying, well, that's not the call to make in that situation right. because it was a deserved call. So, you know, those things happen ways. It's just the Kansas City Chiefs they have some issues going back five years to lining up offside. You're going to figure that out. That should be pretty simple to do. Well, and, and, and this is the biggest thing. Now, we, we've kind of, and I've mentioned this before, I, I felt like the general... There was starting to be a shift where there was more and more fan bases outside of Patriots and Bucks and, like, you know, Bills fans that were kind of starting to not be like, I hate the anti-Mahomes. It's not anti-Mahomes. I call it just being a realist. And and because a lot of the things, look, there there are people out there that go over the top. I mean, again, if you're dealing with a uh, uh, no-name account, with it like a, a goofy avatar or something like that, then you know what? Don't don't take their opinion too seriously. But most of us, including myself, I see myself as a realist and kind of kind of tone back the, the the praise a little bit because I thought it was getting over the top. Well, you're seeing more and more people do that. And last night was a was kind of a huge, or at least it feels like it was a huge turning point because I woke up this morning and I'm going through Twitter right now and well, not right now, but this morning and. There was a lot of negative negativity from many different fan bases. Pretty much everyone outside of Kansas City and, like I said, the media PR team that Patrick Mahomes has. And he has some powerful people behind him. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> like, there are some people working overtime. Like I said, Dan Orlovsky doesn't even know what to say. He said three different things in the same tweet. He's had, he literally had to edit this one tweet three different times, and I still don't know what he's trying to say. He just can't accept that. It was just a penalty and... You know, they shouldn't have acted the way they did after the game. Now, again, Chiefs fans very quickly were like, oh, but that's just how Tom Brady was. No, it really wasn't, John. Like, there, there, there's a pretty distinct difference. Yes, he's had his moments. He's had his blow-ups on the sideline. Sure, he's been competitive. He didn't shake some hands. I get it. If you want to criticize him for that, I'm okay with that. My issue with that is that's more of a to satisfy a PR thing as opposed to actual sportsmanship, because we heard about the stuff with Nick Foles where it's like, yeah, he, he, he talked with Nick Foles after the game privately. No one, no cameras were there, you know what I mean? So, like, I'm not really too hung up on, on handshakes. If you want to criticize him, knock yourself out. But, like, people will point to, oh, remember that time he ran up to the official, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, <laughs> hold on just a second, because in that situation, John, um, <laughs> there was a flag thrown on what should have been, I mean, we talk about how obvious this offside was. This was as obvious of a pass interference, holding, whatever you want to call it, as you can get on Rob Gronkowski. He was literally bear-hugged <laughs> into the end zone. He was safeguarded, yeah, too, wasn't look, he pretty much oh, on that play? Oh, it was, I mean, there were 16 different penalties you could have called, and a flag was thrown, and then inexplicably, it was picked up, and no, and it cost the Patriots a game. Like, that, that you know, directly cost them that go-ahead touchdown, I believe it was. So um, that was the issue he had. And, yeah, he ran up to the official. I can't remember who it was at the time. And, you know, he said what he said. But at the same time, John, he didn't have this, like, PR campaign. after. Like, you would think, okay, in the moment, I can kind of 
excuse a little emotion. That's fine. Um, going up at the podium well after the game and, and doubling down and talking about how this affects Travis Kelsey's legacy and how it's like you should let us play, but the penalty was clear. That's a that's a bad look. And I'm gonna I'm gonna read something um, that Brady said up at the podium after that Carolina game and uh, in regards to what happened and. This is his response. Well, I think when you play sports long enough, sometimes you're the recipient of things that go your way, and then you're on the other side of it, too. Uh, for me, I don't think too much about them. I wish they would go our way, and unfortunately, they didn't. That doesn't take away from when you watch the game all the different things we had in our control that I wish we could have done a little bit better. That's yeah, exactly. that's leadership. Yeah. That's taking yeah. accountability. And he, he had, and, and in that situation, John, Brady had every right to be just as, as animated and pissed off as Patrick Mahomes. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. But he wasn't, and, and that's the difference, John, so... I dare anyone out there to find me anything that that resembled what we saw last night. And the worst part about it, John, too, was what he said to Josh Allen when they're going to shake hands. Did you see? Did you see all that? Right. Yeah. Like that. That. Yeah. That. I think is. You know. Forget about the podium stuff. Forget about looking like he wanted to go fight the official. That was kind of ridiculous. Um, but the stuff he said to Josh Allen, the the worst. You know. Drop it, there, man. Just you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just be humble. Well, Josh Allen, Josh Allen, nothing to do with it. Congratulate yeah. the guy. Your 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 rivals, maybe your friends, and he beat you again. Yeah, you know, for the third time in four matchups uh, in the most recent years. Absolutely. Um, and he outplayed it, you. He outplayed you. He did. He did. And again, if Josh Allen ever could clean up those mind blowing interceptions. He might be the best quarterback in football because he does add a lot. I mean, yeah. the guy is a force of nature without question. I've said he's the closest thing I've seen. To John Elway, but to talk about Travis Kelsey's legacy, Travis Kelsey's a Hall of Famer and he's dating Taylor Swift. Like, does he need to have made a, a lateral in that situation to, you know, be even greater? No, we don't question Travis Kelsey's greatness. He's, he's phenomenal. One of the greatest tight ends in the history of the sport, no doubt. So, it, reeks of an insecu- it reeks of insecurity yeah. and entitlement. Well, the other thing, too, is I, I think this is the first time it's been difficult for him, right? I mean, this is his sixth year. They're yeah. generally the one seed or the two seed, and someone knocks out the one seed, and then they're at home. Um, it, it would appear that they're going to still win that division, although they're only a game ahead. Of I, I don't. I, I honestly, I, John, do you, <laughs> at this they rate, could lose do, the division. is there any guarantee they win any of their remaining games? I'm not saying they're going to lose all their games, and they're they should definitely be favored against the Patriots. But do, you don't think the Patriots defense can can cause this team fits? They've done it in the past every time they played. Even yeah, if they got to see what the yeah, yeah what the weather's like as well. If yeah, you the Patriots just need to score some ugly. points. You know that's their At problem. Some point, yeah, you got you got to be unless the you know Patriots maybe the Patriots can play Vegas again and see who could crack zero. Yeah, uh, you know in a second matchup. That, yeah, that's, imagine that. You know, we what, had a six nothing and then we get a three nothing. Next week three nothing. <laughs> yeah, he's like, who, what was that? Frank Viola and Dave Stewart. Or yeah. Something? Oh my yeah. God! So ter- terrible, but, terrible. But you you look there to do things. This is now the first time that Patrick Mahomes has had something go wrong you know and, and that's always difficult for someone to adapt to and look you know players yeah, right unless you're bill russell who won 11 out of 13 yeah. championships you know you're going to have some disappointment along the way so now it's you know eight and five only a game ahead of denver 
Um, I think Denver does have one more divisional loss because they lost to the Raiders earlier in the yeah, season. But so who, who's the better right now, John? I'm a, that's a serious the, question. Denver's playing really well. I mean, yeah. who's playing better quarterback right now? You can make a case Russell Wilson oh, definitely. put better numbers than Mahomes, right? And, you know, they, they, they have better wide receivers. You know, Cortland Sutton is, is really good. I Josh, uh, Josh Judy, I don't know what is wrong with him. He just hasn't developed as a receiver as we would have thought. But, yeah, I mean, right now, look, Denver played him, what, twice in three weeks and, and was competitive in mm-hmm. the loss and then beat him handily in the win. So, sure, yeah, I mean, I don't think Kansas City's even guaranteed to win their own division, so they're going to have to play some games on the road, which they haven't done in the previous five years. So it's, it's a new thing for them. And, and how they handle that, we'll, we'll see. Well, and, and this is exactly why when, you know, over the last couple of years, you know, you deal with like the, the Chiefs fans or like the over-the-top media people who are talking about baby goat this or this, that, and the other on pace. To be, this is why. This is why we all kind of laughed and kind of pushed back at it, or at least I did. Um, I'm, not, I'm mm-hmm. not trying to speak for anyone else, but I know there are people out there that agreed with me. And this, this is the stuff right here because we kept saying, it's like, look, this isn't an unfair question, but like, yeah, no one's saying that he's a product of his environment, but to sit there and, and act like we haven't, like we've seen him without that is foolish because we haven't. And right now, John, I mean, hell, I, I, I think it's, again, I would never say that he's a product of his environment, but like this one season with some downplay around him is not doing anything to dissuade that opinion. I mean, I'm not going to go yeah, that far, right. but it, it's, it's hard not to sit there and say, well, there, there, there's a, you know, you're, you're not, last year you had Travis Kelly, and I got into this argument yesterday because, you know, again, like, I don't know what, look, look, it's the Patriots offense, so I'm not going <laughs> to, I don't know what Juju Smith-Schuster is or was or whatever but like last year they had uh, an elite season from from Travis Kelsey they're not getting that this year it makes sense he's 34 years old you can't expect him to have back-to-back career years at that age it's just impossible at that position and you know he's a guy who didn't doesn't get as beat up as Rob Gronkowski did and you know look it's still a it's still a a impactful position so you don't have that um you don't have a dynamic receiver so you're dealing with well what a lot of players have dealt with for many years and that is well you don't have the luxury of a couple all pro weapons and it's certainly one named Tyreek Hill who we see is i mean you've said it before i think he he he's the biggest game changing weapon on offense yeah he is. He's the most yeah, no no player, yeah, no doubt about quarterback. it and i swear at times he seems even more impactful than quarterbacks i know he doesn't touch the ball as often but Ask Tua about that. How well, much of an impact? Ask Patrick Mahomes that on him because I, I, I saw exactly. I saw I saw a, a Chiefs fan yesterday try try to literally. It was the most ironic tweet I've ever seen in my life. He went on to say, uh, or he asked ironically, and it somehow came back at him. But he asked the question is like throwing dump offs and getting fifty plus yards of yak, or, or throwing. Uh, Ducks to to uh, Tyreek Hill and getting fifty plus yards yak is is uh, indicative of elite quarterback play in regards to Tua trying to kind of knock him down a bit and I responded with you described the the Chiefs offense with Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. I mean with Tyreek Hill yeah, I'm a sorry a lot of a lot of yak with Tyreek Hill no matter where he plays he's gonna yeah. well they they have a lot of yak now John because yeah. <laughs> that, right. that's yeah. what the offense is and that's why last night you know I pick, look I picked the Bills to win because well. 
for a lot of reasons. And I felt more confident knowing that Isaiah Pacheco wasn't playing because guess what? It's mm-hmm. one of the three people that he like relies on. He wasn't out there last night. Like, right. It, it, it's uh, like I said, I mean, there, there's, there's a sense of, uh, not vindication, but a sense of like, okay, now a lot more people are kind of seeing what I and a lot of others have seen for a while. Great young quarterback, no doubt about it. No one's saying otherwise. But but the over the top anointment and and you know he can do this with anyone. We still hear it from from Tony Romo like every week or or, or Chris Collinsworth. It's like these things add to this like narrative that like. Like I said, I think it's starting to change a little bit because what we saw last night on a, on a fairly national level, I know it wasn't a standalone game, but but Bills Chiefs kind of got its you know own attention, of course, um, and rightfully so. I mean, it's a marquee game, so a lot of people saw it, and of course, the reaction after the fact, uh, more people are going to see it, even if they didn't see the game. So I think there is a changing perception of this team, and 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 look, the reality of it is, how are they going to handle it? Because well, we know we know what the Patriots did. They thrived off being hated. Now, I I think there's again there's 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 similarities and there's also differences. Obviously, that the Chiefs have certainly not uh, built up that um, have not built up that uh, uh, equity, um, long lasting success. And as you know, again, it's that's because you're comparing it to the Patriots. And obviously, like I, I pointed out, the difference between we we've never seen. Again, correct me if I'm wrong, and anyone out there listening or whatever, but we've never seen that level of uh, just head-scratching actions on Brady's behalf. Like, he's an emotional guy, and, you know, like I said, there's if you have issues with the handshaking and, and if you want to talk about that time that he, you know, kind of got in the face of the official, by all means, do it. I can point out the differences and very clear differences, in my opinion. Last night, I think, really started to kind of shift the tides a bit. And I think you're seeing a, a far more, um, if you're going to say Chiefs fans or the field, well, I think the field is primarily every other fan base at this point. Yeah, I mean, the way he communicated with Josh Allen was not a classy act. You know, shake the man's hand mm-hmm. and say, hey, hopefully we'll see you guys in the playoffs and then to carry over to the podium. I get that. Maybe you have someone else on the team do that. Like, you're supposed to be above that. Maybe you have right. one of the wide receivers, although, you know. Or respond I, I exactly know. how. Brady did. Or just do it, do it in that way and say, look, if we just played better in the first half, we wouldn't have been down 14 nothing. You know, I got the ball back with six minutes left in a tie game, and what did I do with three and out, which is not good. So, yeah, I mean, this this is all new territory for them, and, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to find their way through this. I've said this since about midseason, and this whole team seems distracted. The whole Taylor Swift thing with Travis Kelsey seems to be a distraction, and I think Mahomes, and again, he's got kind of a – I think they all believe the hype. Well, they do believe the hype, and I, I don't know if they're able to handle it. And and also, he's got kind of a wife that's a little out there and a brother that's kind of out there. So, you know, maybe he has to reel all of this in. And look, Tom Brady was dating Giselle as he was going through an unseated season. I mean, there's a lot of a circus-like atmosphere there. The Patriots always handle that. I mean, look, they handled playing a season with a serial killer in their locker room. And, and Tim then Tebow. The next season, and, and I'm, not, Tim Tebow. I'm not even saying that no. as like a joke. Like, the, remember no, the no, media no. circus that came show. with Tebow? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, and then the following year, they're dealing with now a, well, get into the minutia of convicted serial killer, but the whole trial and, yep. you know, Aaron Hernandez is in jail and they dealt with that. And, you know, so 2012 and 2013, they still made it to the AFC championship game. 
both years. That, they handle that stuff. Look, the way they handled the plate game, the way Brady handled that, um, and the way Belichick handled it in terms of just keeping focus. Yeah. And to be down 10 points going in the fourth quarter, at that point, I think 99% of the other teams would have said, you know what, it's not our year. Instead, they were able to put together two touchdown drives, or at least he was able to put together two touchdown drives. Yeah, that's Barry Bonds. I always go back, i got to bring up my favorite athlete of all time. It was a circus around him mm-hmm. for years. And I've never seen a guy thrive on that more than him. Like, he loved being yeah. booed by 56,000 fans. He said that. He goes, I'm at Dodger Stadium. 56,000 people hate me. They're booing me. How cool is that? I mean, again, I kind of go back to that Bonds and Jordan and Tiger Woods and Kobe and Brady are all sociopaths. Now, Brady's mm-hmm. kind of the smiling sociopath, you know, the sociopath that lives next door that yeah. looks like a dorky dad. But those guys just could they can compartmentalize stuff better than any other athlete. Other ones love to be loved, and maybe Mahomes – this is new territory for him. Well, I mean, think about it, John. I mean, since day one, it was, oh, baby goat, and Travis Kelsey is the goat, and this is the goat, and they're the goat, and this is the greatest incompletion ever, or this is the greatest this, or greatest five-year stretch, greatest start ever, and it's like constant, 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 everything, and and we used to joke about this, or I still joke about it pretty much every time we bring it up. It's like, oh, everything's the greatest, and if, you know, if I said otherwise, if I didn't agree that he was on pace to be the goat, which I think is such a silly thing to say at this point, certainly in his career, um, then I'm a hater or I'm anti Holmes or I'm just I'm just a homer. It's like, no, I'm just a realist. And it's like now you're seeing why it was so silly to say all these things. Is Andy Reid the GOAT? No, he's a great coach, but the guy's won two Super Bowls. There's other coaches that I mean Bill Bel- like say what you want about Bill Belichick. The guy's won six Super Bowls. And and you're gonna say, oh, it's because of Tom Brady. Well what did Andy Reid win without Patrick Mahomes? Right. And what success yeah. did he have without Donovan McNabb? So, you know, you know, save me the, well, the quarterback. I mean, I say it all the time. Outside of Dan Gibbs, or Joe Gibbs, I just, I just somehow mashed Poor up Dan. I know. Him giving him the right name. This is how disrespectful. I know. I will. I will for, for some reason, I was thinking like. You think uh, he's one of the BGs or something? Yeah. I know. <laughs> Gibb, I was on, Gibbs, a, like, I was on a roll, and then I screwed up the name. Yeah. It's all right. It's not as a. Uh, um, but here I was. I didn't. I didn't correct your name. Screw up earlier. It's okay though. Um, what did I say? Uh, you said Josh. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Judy. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Jerry Judy. Jerry and I was like, Judy. yeah, I'll let Jerry it slide. Judy. I'll let it slide. Uh, correct me. <laughs> I, right initial at least. JJ. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, but but like you know that's that's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. What coach is successful without a great quarterback? And and you know Joe Gibbs. Um, had some pretty darn good defenses during that time as well. So, sure. uh, so again, it, it, it's it, it's silly to me that like this this overhype has, has just it, it's it hit a fever pitch. It's boiled over, and I mean it doesn't help that you know guys like Collinsworth and Romo and 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 Dan Orlovsky guys with prominent roles uh, in the media fuel this. I mean it is what it is. It's how it's how the machine works. And but now we're seeing in real time like okay. Things aren't going right, and it's it's turned into, well, John, he may finish with fewer touchdowns than Tom Brady did in 2002, and you know how much people knock him for leading the league in touchdowns with 2028 20, in 2002? And it's going to be funny that Patrick Mahomes might end up with, well, about 28 touchdowns. And it's like, what are you going to say there? It's 2023, you know? <laughs> in one more game as well. It's a yeah. game schedule, so. Exactly. The thing so. is, too, this is, this is why I need to go kind of on a side here is this is why Troy Aikman's the best analyst among all the yeah. the top analysts in the sport because he's not afraid to criticize a quarterback. Maybe right. because he's more self-assured, 
Uh, look, he can also flash three Super Bowl rings right. in front of people's faces if they want to say anything. I think he's one of the great quarterbacks of all time. I, I think he played the way the team needed him to play. Right. You know, that first Super Bowl, he was MVP of that game against Buffalo. He could light it up when needed, but, you know, he had an outstanding defense and a great running game. But he's not afraid to he, – he doesn't just throw bouquets out at every quarterback. The Packers fans were always irate that he would criticize Rodgers, and I'm like, good, that's his job. Yeah, and, and, and a lot is. of the I criticism mean, was appropriate. Of course. Anybody, he, he could criticize Tom Brady yeah. if he makes a bad throw within the game. Absolutely. That doesn't mean he's criticizing the guy as being a great quarterback. It's like, well, Tom misread the play here, and he threw to this spot. It got intercepted. Here's why it got intercepted. He had someone open in the flat. So I guess that's what the analyst does. On, on, on the flip side, you have Tony Romo trying to dig for whatever oh. excuse he can make as to why the bad throw from Patrick Mahomes wasn't his fault. When it's like, okay, right. it hit the receiver's fingertips, but the receiver had to contort his body behind him, and you threw it into double coverage. There was a play like that in the game, and immediately they went to, oh, another drop. And I'm like, how are you calling that a drop when the receiver had to go up in the air to try to catch the ball and was in the middle of double covered? being double double right. covered you can't expect a like that's not supposed to be a catchable ball if he comes down with it that's a great play by the receiver you yep. know so like and, and you see that constantly you know it goes back a couple weeks where um you know what, what what were we talking about the uh uh the the touchdown from um cj stroud i think it was or, or no from one of those players and they were like oh that was very mahomes like and it was just like ugh. Like, come on. Like, give me a break, Collinsworth, mm-hmm. you know? So, anyways, uh, very entertaining. We're, we're, we're going to get more into uh, – we're going to save our, our Eagles and, and Cowboys talk here until tomorrow because we're obviously kind of pushing um, pushing the limit. We're actually over our limit right now, and that, that deserves quite a bit of talk because the Eagles have um, – well, the Eagles have stumbled here a little bit, and, and you know, this, this was certainly a big win for Dallas. Uh, I do want to uh, – before we go, though – we got, we got to talk about Shohei Otani because this was the most anticlimactic free agent, big free agent signing ever. Like, of course, he signed with the Dodgers. Great. Mm-hmm. They're going to win over under 0.5 World Series. I'm going to take the under, John. Yeah, they still have issues with pitching, and he's not going to pitch this year, so they're going to score a ton of runs with Mookie Betts. Great. They do that anyway. Great. <laughs> so did the Braves last year. Yeah. But when you get to the postseason, it's about pitching. And maybe having Bruce Bochy as your manager, because wherever he goes, he just wins World Series, yeah. right? I mean, this guy's incredible. But, yeah, the Dodgers, look, they have won one World Series since 1988. And that's the same as the L.A. Angels, by the way, in that yeah. period of time. And at least the Angels won it in a full season. I guess the San Francisco Giants, led by Barry Bonds in the 2002 World Series. The Dodgers won it in a 60-game season. Like, I keep hearing all this pushback about the Lakers winning in the bubble, that's more impressive than what the Dodgers did. A 50-game yeah. schedule, and then you play on some neutral field like the Lakers did, but, you know, uh, the, the Lakers had earned home court advantage throughout the playoffs and didn't benefit from it. But, uh, yeah, this, this was not a surprise at all. It, the other time, in terms of L.A. free agency, was five years ago when LeBron signed with the Lakers. We knew that was going to happen. That wasn't yeah. a shock at all. It was like, of course he's going to sign with them. Yeah, uh, the money, I think, is startling to a lot of people. But, Ian, I really believe that this is an investment, not a cost. They're going to make their money back and then some with Shohei Otani because 10 years, $700 million. Just think of the jersey sales oh, in sure. Japan. Oh, I mean, absolutely. What do those jerseys go for? 150 bucks? Like, yeah. you know, the real authentic jerseys. If not more, I'm a little out of touch with that. If it's $100 profit and they sell, I don't know, several million of those 
in a given year, which they will in Japan and in Southern California, he's going to make his money back for the Major League Baseball and the Dodgers just on that, let alone if they average 3,000 more people per game in attendance, uh, corporate signage from Japan, higher TV and radio rights. It's an investment. He's going to make that money back, and he's deferred quite a bit of it, so it frees them up to not get penalized so much with the luxury tax so that they can remain competitive. The Dodgers are always going to be competitive because they have some great players and they can spend money, and they're they're fairly well run. They just tend to choke when they get to the postseason, but this was not a surprise at all. I was hoping for the Giants, but... You just knew it was going to be the Dodgers. Yeah, and look, I mean, for him, it's like, okay, it's it's <laughs> you move across the street. Good for you, you know? Like, you, you, you t- it's almost like you take a different turn. It's like if you went go from the Jets to the Giants, you just take one ter- a different right. turn to the locker room now. Um, you know, so it, it's – but, yeah, it's, it's like, okay, you know, you you thought – like, I was kind of surprised when, when all that stuff about Toronto – I was like, wow, is Toronto really going to – but I was like, it just didn't make any sense. You know what I mean? It just didn't seem like it, it, it you know, it was exactly the opposite of what he wanted, or at least what we, we, we thought um, he wanted. But um, but when it kind of all, all fell apart, and, like, I, I feel for some, some Blue Jays fans, because I know they were already um, <laughs> getting ready to buy his jersey and, and surely bought into uh, a lot of the, the reports that came out leading up to him ultimately signing with the Dodgers. But... You know, at the end of the day, it's it's you know how different are they from the Angels? And you brought up they both won the same one World Series. I'm pretty sure they've they've each only had like one Hollywood movie about them. They're very similar franchises over the last thirty years, right? Angels in the outfield wow. and wasn't um, rookie of the year. The naked Gun. Yeah, Naked Gun. Well, the right? Naked Gun that's, too was Dodger that's, Stadium. That's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> and that 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 movie trumps all of those other ones. Yeah, but that's there one was the that, movies ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. All I right, well, whatever. Silly, but it's a great movie. But uh, <laughs> the Dodgers obviously better run than the Angels for sure. I mean, the Guggenheim fund is like endless. So they and they pour money into the ballpark and into the organization mm-hmm. just to get to the postseason. They can't win. That's what makes baseball fascinating. Like we all just assume the Braves and Dodgers were going to meet in the NLCS, and it was the Phillies and Diamondbacks. Like in, who thought Texas was going to go undefeated on the road in the postseason? These things happen in baseball, which, you know, the, the postseason is so short compared to the regular season. It's right. like best of five in the divisional round. Like, even with Shohei Otani, what if Mookie Bet Shohei Otani and Freddie Freeman don't hit in that series? What are they going to do? They don't have right. great pitching. But, you know, if Toronto was really going to sign him, they probably would have had to offer him close to a billion dollars because of the exchange rate. So I mean that would have been an incredible commitment. Well, again, I think like, you make your money back. When you when box. you think I know I'm not this isn't woe is me Shohei Otani, but at the end of the day he's getting about half of what his actual yearly rate is based on the taxes he's going to pay in California right. anyway. Yeah. So um, yep. if I were him, I would have come to Florida and, and signed a 700 million dollar deal with whatever yeah. team. I mean, let's just put it that way. <laughs> I don't really care Pick because a team. Yeah, exactly because that. <laughs> That that nearly fifty, if not over fifty percent, uh, turns into about thirty seven, um, and that's that's yeah, fourteen percent in California, right? right? California, New York, oh, God. It's, that's crazy. That's crazy. One out of every seven dollars goes. A hundred million dollars of the seven hundred million goes to the state of California. Yeah. And probably that's close to thirty percent goes to the federal government. That, You're right. That's that's why I love those tweets where it's like, congratulations, uh, uh, the federal government just signed a ten year, three hundred and sixty four million dollar <laughs> deal with the Dodgers, and it's true. It's true. True. It's true. true. Yeah. I mean, they they're yeah. they're sitting there saying like, "Oh, I love free agent period." <laughs> and keep the, it going, baby. yeah. Keep it going. Yeah, get those contracts up. Let's do it. Um, but anyways, no. Look, I mean, good for the Dodgers. You're, you're right. You know, without like they don't even have. Honestly, they should 
but they don't even have to win a World Series for this to be a successful investment. Um, for it to be successful, yes, you have to win a World Series because if not, you're going to just look at this as like, okay, great, you know, you, you signed a big mm-hmm. deal, you had some nice moments, but ultimately you didn't win anything because of it. Um, but like you said, at the end of the day, jersey sales, you know, hype, TV rights deals, and all that stuff, all that stuff. I mean, and again, who knows? Access to other players as well. True. Yep. You know, if down they the want to really be in on yeah. Yamamoto, maybe that True. You know, the Dodgers would be interested in him, and he's supposed to be the best pitching prospect to come out of Japan ever. Yeah. So again, there's there's so many things where you know, from a business standpoint, winning a World Series is almost kind of far down the list in terms of what the what what the positives are going to come back for all this. So, um, so yeah, look, I mean, good for the Dodgers. When you have that money and you can spend that money, go for it. Absolutely. I, I never, never dissuade because, like, here's the thing, John. When, when it fails, it's even more satisfying. Like, look, like, okay, the Yankees went out and got Juan Soto. Awesome. Great. I don't care. <laughs> How many times are we going to fall for, oh, my God, the Yankees went out and got the best hit, hit, hitter on the market? This is going to change everything, except this is the same thing they've been doing for 25 years. And how many World Series titles do they have to their name? One. Just one since the turn of the yeah. century. But you so, know what, though? I give them credit, though. They go 82 and 80, and they, they get chicken up and up to go out and make <laughs> to a go, big deal. Maybe to go 87 and 74 the next year. Good for them. <laughs> Better than the Red Sox, well, 78 and 84 the Red Sox back-to-back have, years. The Red Sox have four World Series titles in the, in the, that's in the true, same but time I don't period. See one so. on the horizon. No, well, but, that, but that's how they do it, John. They, they, they make you feel like there's nothing in sight, and then boom, 101 season, World Series, back to the bottom of the division. <laughs> They've turned into the New York Giants. It's like they're horrible, yeah. and then all of a sudden, whoa, look at this. They're in the playoffs, and they win it all. It's just the same thing. I mean, they've, they've finished last six out of the last yeah. 12 years. Yeah. That's difficult to do when you it have Baltimore is. that was constantly rebuilding. But in that period of time, they have two World Series. They're obviously the ultimate trick-or-treat organization. Right. But, um, you know, they're not, they're not going to be. Supposedly, they're one of the 12 teams in, on Yamamoto, Yamamoto. Yeah, and I'm also – you know, hoping to date Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, we'll yeah, you've been, you've, been, you've been hoping for that for a long time, John. I, I, Keep hoping, I, Ian. Well, you know what? It be, be, be Travis Kelsey. Just go for it, okay? <laughs> Just go for it. He's six foot six. He's a future Hall of Famer. He's 25 years younger than me. He's so what's, what's handsome, stopping you? Handsome guy. From being yeah, that. All that. All <laughs> that. That's right. The 60 year old guys get <laughs> one on the field and be, you know what? I would not line up offside like those other receivers. Right, in right, I, right. I, and, and, I wouldn't. <laughs> and sorry, Patrick Mahomes, as much as you hate it. Without rules, there's chaos. That's right. So, all right, that's going to do it. We're going to say goodbye. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Like I said, we're going to talk more about the Eagles and the uh, Cowboys and everything else that kind of happened because this was uh, dominated by Chiefs and Bills and uh, some other things. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow.